hello, hello, hello. Oh my goodness. I am a little weirded out that I'm recording for the first time in I don't know how long. I mean, Side B Radio has been on hiatus for over a year. I was doing a few episodes of Radio Mickey when I first moved to this new apartment, but life got in the way between me and Miguel. And I mean, I don't even know if you guys know what that is. This is Side B Radio, the podcast. It used to be a music show at my college that I turned into a live radio show from home. And then I converted it to a podcast and then I just stopped podcasting for a while. But I, my name is Stephanie Walsh, by the way, if you are new or you don't know how you got here or whatever, if you don't know who I am, that's me. I'm Stephanie Walsh. Like I said, it's been a long time and I've just been itching to record. Like I own this gear. I pay for Adobe Audition. Like I need to use it, right? And a lot's been going on and I have a lot of opinions and I have a lot of things to say and like I miss doing interviews. I apologize if you hear background noise. My windows are open and I hear a siren outside. I don't know if I'm picking that up on the mic. Um, but yeah, so I guess first things first, I moved to a bigger apartment a little over a year ago. And Olaf and I are very happy here. Olaf is my French bulldog. He just turned seven. And I mean, life's been, you know, interesting. <laughs> um, I started working freelance as an audiobook checker, which means that I listen to the books before they're published for public consumption. And that's been a wild ride. The uh, the categories of books that I've been getting and um, just what the job entails in general is pretty wild. <laughs> I didn't know this was a job and uh, I actually got it through a friend who I met at the dog park with my dog. Um, and so I was like, wow, you can get paid to do that? I'm so in. And so here I am. And that's on top of like the other things that I do. I have a quote unquote day job. And I also started working with my father in his travel agency that he started. So I've been booking travel for people and trips and like I like itineraries and stuff. So I've been a very busy person. And then on top of that, it's like, oh, I was supposed to try to maintain podcasts. I don't think so. So unfortunately, my hobby things kind of got put to the back burner. But I'd like to get back into doing podcasting. Like I said, I missed doing this. And um, I'm feeling a little like out of sorts because it's been so long. So I, I apologize if this sounds awkward. But anyway, um, I've also I've been seeing a lot of theater lately and trying to do fun, exciting things in New York. I actually started making a list of like iconic bars and restaurants that I should have visited by now as a New Yorker and that I haven't. Um, so I'm hoping to start like checking some of those off because I just feel like I've been back in New York since 2008. I was born here, but I feel like the first two years of my life don't really count as living in New York because I don't remember living in New York when I was that young. But I like I said, I've been here since 2008. So it's like, what's the excuse for never having been to Serendipity or never having gone to McSorley's Ale House? So I started compiling a list because I want to hit those places. I don't know if you guys are aware, but there's a lot of like influencer trends on like TikTok and Instagram that are like, oh, this is a restaurant you should absolutely go to. And then like they start hyping it up. And actually 
one of the hyped up restaurants in New York just lost their Michelin star. And people are wondering, is it because there's such demand to go here that like the quality has gone down or, you know, are there other factors at play? And I don't know the answer to that, obviously, but I feel like the whole influencer trend thing is kind of ruining some places, though. Like, I don't want to go where there's a million kids taking photos for the gram and stuff versus like getting a good quality experience. I remember I did try a place around my birthday that I had seen on TikTok and I was like, ooh, if I'm in that neighborhood, I want to try that. And it was like soft serve oat milk ice cream. The line was <laughs> crazy long. And actually it got crazy long like right after we got there. So we did wait in the line. We got the ice cream. To me, it tasted like oatmeal water. <laughs> like I didn't really love it. Um, but that I don't really care for oat milk as I have come to find out because it tastes like like what I imagine like soggy, soggy, soggy oatmeal would taste like. But my point is, it's a very popular place because of TikTok and the line wraps down the block and like it's just so crazy to me. And there are so many places that are becoming like that. And somebody tried to claim that Katz's is, is a victim of the TikTok trends. And I'm like, Katz's has literally always had a line like that. So sorry, dude, you're wrong there. But anyway, um, I have been to Katz's, but I only just recently went there. I hadn't been there. I've never been to Wohop in Chinatown, and I've been told to go there for like five years, and I just haven't been there yet. So I feel like it's time <laughs> to start actually going to new places and trying new things. It's been funny because I made a friend out here in Astoria. Like I've actually, because of the dog park, I've started like building up a community amongst like people who live here. Go figure. And like my new friend, she, we go out in Astoria. Like I don't remember the last time I went out for like a night out in Manhattan that didn't involve theater. (laughs) And I just, that's such a deviation from like what I'm like used to doing. And it, it's fun because, you know, obviously getting home is a lot cheaper, <laughs> but like I miss going out in Manhattan. So I need to start doing that again. So yeah, there's been lots of theater. I almost want to like make this podcast more about theater in New York City, but I feel like it's important to stick to my roots. And I mean, obviously if there's an audience for it and you want it, like, please sound off, let me know. I'm on Twitter at side radio is probably the best way to do it. But again, like if you're listening, you probably know me like personally or something. So you know how to get in touch with me. It's not that serious. Um, one other like very exciting thing that I did today, actually earlier today, I have been using the Peloton app because I got it through my health insurance. So it doesn't cost any extra for me to use the app when I go to the gym and work out. So in doing so, I discovered my favorite Peloton instructor, (laughs) which feels weird to say, because like, who am I? I'm, I am an overweight 39 year old woman and I totally dig using Peloton. Like what? Anyway, uh, there's an instructor named Maddie Majacomo and I took a Broadway class he did and then I just enjoyed his vibe. So I kept taking his classes and I realized pretty quickly that like we have a lot in common So I had tagged him on Instagram and I was like, this guy would be my best friend. Like if we had the chance to know each other and long story short, we ended up talking on Instagram and he invited me to attend his live class today, this morning. 
Saturday, October 15th. (laughs) So I went and it was amazing. And like, I would love to do more in studio classes. Apparently they're really hard to sign up for, which is understandable because there are 15 spots. (laughs) There are 15 treadmills in that studio. I use the Peloton tread. I don't use the bike, but anyway, um, or to say I do tread activities because I don't have like today in studio is my first time using a Peloton treadmill. And you guys, I loved it so much. And I'm so sad. They're so expensive. Like maybe I can find a used one online somewhere for a fraction of the price. Cause they are like, they start at like $3,400. Like that is a lot of money. Um, but I want one so bad. I loved it. And I feel like I would absolutely do more live classes if I had it in my house. Cause I've never done a live class before. Cause I do them in the gym. So like after work and there are live classes that happen. But I don't know. My favorite instructor doesn't do them when I go to the gym. So all that to say, I finally got to meet Maddie Madracamo today. And I love him so much. And he was so much fun. And the class was so much fun. And you never know. You know what I mean? Like, step out of your comfort zone. I cannot believe that I voluntarily was, like, so stoked to go to a live instructed, like, class for exercising. (laughs) But I was. I was so happy. And it was so much fun. And if anybody watches the 9 a.m. class from October 15th that Maddie Madracamo did, you'll hear him talking to me the whole time. (laughs) There were a bunch of us in studio. Obviously, it's not me the whole time. But yeah, he pointed me out right away and then kept talking to me throughout the class. And I was just like cracking up and also being like, God, please please stop putting attention on me. I don't want it. It was my first time on the leaderboard with Peloton to like, so yeah, so on Peloton, like when you're in the live class, there's a leaderboard and you get points for like how fast you're moving or how high your incline is or whatever the case may be. And today there were like 830 people who took the class live and I was somewhere around like 500 on the leaderboard, but I was just like, thank God I'm not at the bottom. Like somebody has to be last. I'm so glad I'm not last. And I wasn't last in studio either. So that made me very happy because I have been fluctuating like crazy, like yo-yo to the extreme, I think, on like weight loss, weight gain, whatever, like this past year. I was in a really good groove. And then my friend and I spent the summer, about a month in Texas where we did not exercise and we ate very poorly. And then it's just been really hard to like get back on the wagon, so to speak. And like the motivation to get over to the gym has not been there. And I know that I've gained some weight, like nothing crazy. I don't even know if it's like noticeable to other people, but it's noticeable to me and I am not happy about it. So the fact that I was able to even keep up today made me really happy. And it also pushes me like now that I've met this instructor person and not that he's like stalking my socials or anything, but I feel like he'll notice if in like two months or so, like my body hasn't changed. If I like reach out to him again or something, or if I were to go to another class, if I don't look any better, it's kind of like, what are you doing? You know? So I almost feel like I have a, like a new surge of like motivation (laughs) to be better and take better care of myself. So I'm so glad that that all worked out. And I'm so glad that Maddie invited me to that class because that's I didn't get to register for it. I explained to him that the classes were full and he was like, oh, I'll, uh, you know, I'll let you go as my guest if you're available. And I was like, of course I'm available. So that was very cool. He's amazing. 
His class was amazing. Peloton is amazing. And I never thought I would ever be that kind of person. This is not a paid sponsored thing for Peloton. I am not that important. Nobody cares what I have to say. Um, so speaking of which, I also feel like for people who don't care what you have to say, I need to stop engaging with strangers on social media. I get myself involved in conversations that like you can't argue with strangers. You can't argue with ignorant. You can't argue with trolls. And I keep forgetting that and like giving my two cents and then being like, why did I do that? The latest is um, Broadway drama. But also, uh, so in this past week, we lost Angela Lansbury and we lost Robbie Coltrane. And I recently made a post on TikTok because I was getting so irritated. Because when these celebrities die, a very popular reaction, and I don't know who decided this, but and it's all, it's young people who do this. But they're like, oh no, we have to protect so-and-so who's still alive. As if the one's death has anything to do with the other. I find this offensive. I am bothered by it. And I tried to explain to my friend, I was like, what if we did that about like family members or about like friends of ours? Like, you know, oh, Tim overdosed. (laughs) I had a friend named Tim who overdosed. Imagine being like, oh, his brother's next. So-and-so's next. What? What the hell is wrong with you? Why would you say something like that? And I, that's how I feel about these celebrity deaths when people are like, Angela Lansbury died. Oh, no, protect Julie Andrews. What? That It doesn't have anything. That's not how it works. Like, the Grim Reaper is not going, okay, I'm going to go get this one now. Like, that's not how it works. And I find it rude and offensive and a little bit kind of a slap in the face both to the living person and the, the person who just died. Well, we lost her. We better not lose this one. This one's as important as she is, if not more important. Like, okay. That's not how death works. <laughs> Stop it. The Broadway community's freaking out because of all these shows closing. And there are a lot. It's sad. But it was bound to happen after the pandemic and after, like, first of all, there's still, the ticket sales are still outrageous. No one's making enough money for anything right now. <laughs> Everything sucks. This is a very dark time in our, like, in our timeline, in our conscious, whatever. It sucks. And it's like, well, (laughs) what did you think was going to happen? But in the meantime, I just saw today, I saw a Strange Loop, which won the Best Musical Tony this past year. They just announced their closing in January. And I saw it today and I was like, wow, you know what? This was a really important piece of theater. I'm glad I got to see it. But I was also angry. I'm angry because for years now, there has been an outcry that the great white way needs more diversity. The great white way, you know, needs to cast more people of color, needs to create more roles for people of color. And I, I, first of all, my opinion doesn't matter, but I absolutely agree with it. There should be more diversity. But a strange loop literally does what people have been begging for for years. It is a show by a queer, overweight black man. There were three very overweight people on that stage today. And like, actually, possibly four, depending on your definition of very overweight. I'm not insulting anyone. I honestly sat there for a second and went, I don't think I've ever seen people that look like that slash look like me on stage, like in numbers. Like there's usually like a token fat person. 
truly. Like, there's one ensemble member that's overweight, maybe. <laughs> I was just like, wow, that's really cool. And then the fact that they were all people of color. I think they were all black, but, you know, I, people are mixed, people, whatever. They were all not white, <laughs> that's for sure. And the story was about the guy who wrote the show attempting to write a show for himself, like for people like him, etc. The point is, it is exactly what the people crying for diversity and crying for inclusion are asking for. And yet those people that have been begging didn't show up for it because it's closing. So the audience it was meant for doesn't appreciate it. And that's infuriating because why? Why are you not? Why didn't you show up for these for this show? Why is it closing? Because it's not selling well. Why isn't it selling well? Because you didn't come for it. And I mean, people like me are also to blame. Don't get me wrong, because up until they announced it was closing, I couldn't have cared less. This isn't my demographic. I'm like, I'm not the demographic. The show isn't for me. Why should I care about it? I didn't even know anything about it up until I went to see it. I had heard it was about, it was written by a guy who wrote about needing to write. And I was like, I saw Tick, Tick, Boom. I don't care. And I feel that I'm not the only person who feels that way. But I was told, no, you're being short-sighted. You should go see it. And man, I'm so glad I did. And I'm mad at myself for being closed-minded about it to begin with. And I hope that this is a learning experience for me, you know, kind of the whole not judging a book by its cover situation and just go and see something, especially if it's by marginalized people, because their stories are interesting. Their stories are unique. And while I definitely was not the demographic, I really appreciated getting to hear the story. I may see it again. I don't know. (laughs) But I wish that the people that it was made for would show up for it. And again, maybe prices are the problem. But that's a whole nother thing. That if we had, you know, government funding for the theater the way that they do in England, (laughs) like we were able to have these opportunities for everybody, I think that that would be swell. (laughs) Uh, I am devastated that Phantom of the Opera is closing, and I know that the chances are that they're just going to revamp it and make it less expensive to produce the way that they did in London, but it will lose its record. And whatever they do to cheapen it is going to take away from the magic that is that show. And after 35 years, the production that we have that was the original production, we'll never see anything like that again. They're never going to produce a show that extravagant ever again. So even if it does come back, which it it needs to, like, it's not Broadway without Phantom, in my opinion. And that's because it's been there for 35 years. Like, it's been there forever. But it changes everything. Theater is going to have less because Phantom is leaving. And this caliber of show will be no more. There's other rumors that Book of Mormon is going to close, but they haven't announced that yet. But... Beetlejuice is closing, Into the Woods is closing, The Music Man is closing, Phantom is closing, Strange Loop is closing, and, you know, some of the new shows aren't getting great reviews. We'll see. So this is not yet a Broadway podcast. Again, if you have opinions and thoughts, I would really love to know, first of all, I guess if anybody's still out there, 
But if you are out there, what you want to hear? Like, what you want me to talk about? Like, should I stick to the format of, like, a music-based show? Should I just try to find interviews every time I can do an episode? Because, I mean, I know talented people. I can reach out to do interviews. I just feel like I need to kind of get back into a groove before I decide to bring someone else in. Um, (laughs) I actually had someone tell me that I should do, like, a spiritual podcast and, like, talk about tarot and, like, the concept of twin flames and things like that. And as much as I enjoy those topics, I don't know that I am the um, voice of it. (laughs) I'm actually very uh, protective over the phenomenon of twin flame, and I keep hearing it used so incorrectly, and it's making me crazy. And then at the same time, it's like, can it be incorrect? Isn't it kind of what everybody wants it to be anyway? Like, it's all... It could all be considered nonsense. Like, there's no proof of it existing. But I have looked into it, and my understanding is that it is very different from this trend of using it to describe, like, a soulmate situation. I'm not going to keep going because I feel like I'm probably losing some of you. You're like, wait, what? What does that have to do with anything? Um, I do kind of think that maybe going forward, though, I would leave the episode on like an oracle card like for the audience like here take this with you (laughs) as you as you go about your day um that might be fun but i don't know and i have uh obviously like i'm still the same fangirl i've always been i just saw bush for the 26th time at uh the the venue in homedale new jersey and i got to talk to them again. I got a hug from my faves. Anytime I get to spend any time with Gavin Rossdale, I'm a happy girl. Um, but all, I mean, obviously I really do love the, the entire band. Although I did, I only met the drummer this for the first time this past time. Um, cause he's a new drummer and, uh, the last tour I didn't get to do like a, actually he wasn't doing the meet and greets at the last tour cause he wasn't sure that like he was a permanent fixture. And so anyway, so that was like, the guy had come out and he was like, so, you know, COVID requirements, there's no handshaking, no touching, no hugging, blah, blah, blah. The band knows me, so <laughs> I got all the hugs. <laughs> and I I was like, hi, Nick, I'm Stephanie, like introducing myself to the drummer. And he shook my hand. So I was like, I feel bad for the, uh, the VIP guy because they clearly were not following those rules. But it was super fun. They just dropped a new album. It's called The Art of Survival. And... I think it's awesome. I've heard people describing it as heavy metal, and I'm like, I don't see that at all. But um, maybe just because I'm so used to Bush being an alternative rock band that the idea that they're heavy metal is like, um, actually? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I guess I don't, I mean, I don't want to make this too long because I've been gone so long, and it's kind of like, what am I going to rant about for like an hour at you or whatever? But bottom line, I would love to know what, you would want from me as far as a podcast goes. Um, you can tell me that on at side B radio on Twitter. There is side B the podcast. I don't even remember the name of it. Um, my Instagram handle is side B podcast. And yeah, so those are probably the easiest ways. Obviously, if you know me personally, feel free to, you know, text or tweet my personal, whatever. You guys know my handles if you do. If you don't use the radio ones, it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was thinking, so I also may do like a separate 
Broadway-related podcast, my friend Joyce and I have been discussing, like, kind of outlining the ideas of a Broadway podcast. I don't know if we could do, like, Side B Radio Presents, blah, blah, blah. But um, either way, also, again, I don't want to bite off more than I can chew because I am pretty busy and I want to be able to do it all. Um, I am going to Europe for a week next month, so that's really exciting. And obviously, I'll talk to you guys about it if if this is a welcome thing and you want to hear more from me. And I, I do have a few people I would like to interview in the event that interviewing is an option. <laughs> I don't know, guys. This might have been weird. This might be stupid. I have no idea, but I'm going to publish it. I'm going to just chop it up a little bit because there were some background noises and things. But other than that... You see is what you get. This has been Side B Radio. My name is Stephanie Walsh. I enjoyed catching up with you. And I would like to do it again sometime. So let me know if that resonates with you. If you enjoyed this, you can feel free to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, Five stars would be aces. But this is streaming on all sorts of platforms because Anchor is amazing and it distributes all of your things for you. So... You know, if you don't like Apple, you can hear me on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, all the places. So thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed and I hope you have a great day, week, month until I see you again.